Hey, welcome here. It's been a while. Hi, uh, we're here. <laughs> we've done it. It's Sunday. Been a long week and a half or so, but we're we're back. We got a, a new tripod, so here we are live. Yeah, yeah. And if you're watching the recording, it's just as good. It's just as good, if not better now. Um, wow. I was going to say something and then I totally forgot. You know, I had something to say, too. I was, like, thinking about it on the way over here. Like, I got to remember to say that. But this is Talk Comics to me. I'm Champ, Champenstein. I am Heather Hadfield. And we're we're coming up on the end of the year. We're we're doing our thing. It's going well. Is everything okay? okay sorry. Yeah, I thought it was, like, a warning of something because the icon on the side, like, stressed <laughs> me out. It's just... Instagram's letting our followers know that we're live so you can come watch us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we're, we've got a big stack of comics. We're just going to get, get on with this since neither one of us can remember what we wanted to say. Yeah. Maybe we'll remember by the end. That would be a good, like, yeah, come, coming thing. around. Yeah. Okay. So here I go. I have this Batman book. This is Fear Street Omega. This it's Fear State. Fear. <laughs> it's like when I thought the place down the street called Pear Street, it was called Fear Street. It's Fear State. Your state, a state of fear in which Gotham was in. Um, this is the conclusion to Fear State. This is, I believe, the last Batman book for now that uh, Tynan. Yeah, I think that's probably, yeah. Tynan. Uh, that's why I just go with Tiny Onion now. Tiny Onion, yes. Uh, the last part of this that he will be writing, as far as I know. I don't know if he has anything in the future. Well, I guess we'll see. I mean, he's still finishing up that Joker series, yeah. right? Yeah, uh-huh. yep. That is true. Um, but yeah, no, this is the conclusion to it. It's uh, just telling the story of what is happening to Scarecrow, um, what all the kids are up to now that everything has been fixed and how Gotham is changing. I I really enjoyed it. I think mostly because there were several different artists on it, and I thought it was uh, really cool how the Scarecrow story is like being told in present i guess and Mm -hmm. then each one of the different artists is doing one of the other characters within fear state while batman is telling the story of like what is happening to them interesting yeah i thought it it was it was a lot of fun um but i did also really enjoy fear state in general so i think i thought this was a really good conclusion to it um but yeah no that's pretty much it i it was just very very cute i loved it uh, all right, I have a couple books I haven't read, so I just got them because I thought they sounded cool. So there's this love, sex, gender, and superheroes book. Uh, just a academic text, basically, about... Uh, here, I'll read this. I love this. <laughs> uh, love, sex, gender, and superheroes examines a full range of superhero media, from comics to films to television to merchandising. With a keen eye for the genre's complex and internally contradictory mythology, comics scholar Jeffrey Brown considers its mixed messages. Superhero comics may reinforce sex roles in their litany of phallic muscle men and slinky femme fatales, but they also blur gender binaries with their emphasis on transformation and body swaps. Similarly, while most heroes have heterosexual love interests, the genre prioritizes homo homosocial bonding and it both celebrates and condemns gendered and sexualized violence with examples spanning from the golden age of dc and marvel comics up to recent works like the tv series the boys this study provides a comprehensive look at how superhero media shapes our perceptions of love sex and gender 
cute. Yeah, so, you know, just straight up my alley of things that I enjoy. So, yeah, I'm excited to read it. I don't think I'll probably get into it until probably summertime just because it's it's a pretty hefty text yeah. and it's going to take some time. I mean, I might pick it up, read a chapter or something here and there, but I'm really excited. Uh, next, I have this queer as all get out book it's uh 10 people who've inspired me it's by shelby criswell and i is that it is that it it's just like when when they say 10 people that inspired me is it uh 10 people who are also like queer is that the whole point of it is like queer people who inspired this queer creator yes okay yeah 10 lgbtq okay plus people from history so yeah i'm really excited to read it it looks very cute here's the list of i think the people and stuff okay. so yeah no i'm really excited to get into it and see see who's in here and i you know i always love learning stuff so excited it'll be good yeah it'll be good yeah it'll be nice it'll be fun it'll be fun it'll be a good time yeah and maybe a bad time, maybe just like a makes me emotional time, which seems, you know, to probably also be the case. Yeah, I guess we'll see. <laughs> okay, ready? Yes. So next we have The Me You Love in the Dark. This is issue number five. This is the very last issue. Uh, we get our conclusion, and I'm also looking forward to this book at the end of here that I saw. Yeah, I, I also <laughs> noticed that it looks very fun yeah. we're, we're back on fun <laughs> yeah i uh i really like this the ending of this story it felt like really quick but i didn't i guess i also didn't mind that yeah because it felt like it hit all the points it needed to hit and then it was just like okay here we go we wrapped it up yeah i did like the the final few pages and stuff like mm-hmm. that not necessarily even about her but just like afterwards yeah i guess yeah it, it was it was very satisfying and i uh, also agree that it did seem a little quick, but then again, like how else are you going to end this kind of story? Mm-hmm. Like it happened really fast, so I think of course yeah. the ending would happen fast too. It, it was good. Yeah, and it didn't really need. I don't like at most I'd want another issue, but then I don't know what they would explore or do that they hadn't already like touched on or made right. very clear throughout the whole entire thing. So yeah, I like I make that joke that it is about the the terrible problems of monster fucking like the dangers of monster fucking but it's you know it's way more than that wrapped up in that story yeah no i was gonna say i like the whole metaphor i guess of abuse and the monsters yeah i just yeah it was a very good story i have not yet read a scotty young book that i did not like yeah same so far i guess it's only two but you yeah, know. but they were both very heavy. Yeah. Like, very, very good, well-written, traumatic books. And wrapped up in such a, like, an interesting, like, not lighthearted, but, like, somewhat lighthearted idea. Like, not a serious idea. Yes. Okay. I like it. Yeah. Very Same. wonderful. I would definitely suggest it to anybody. Okay, so now I guess we have Deadly Class. This is issue number 49. This is the start of the last story arc, part one of Fond Farewell. And I think for me, I like, 
I was just like oddly emotional reading, like opening this book and getting ready to read and knowing that this was like coming to an end, Mm -hmm. even though as we've talked several times, it just like needs to end. Like it's at that point, but I really love like the last couple story arcs and the flashing through time. And I really like all of the reveals and things that are happening within, within this book or this issue. I um, love that Marcus is still a piece of shit, um, but it's like a weirdly disguised piece of shit. Yeah, you're just you're trying to figure. I'm trying to figure out like what what happens next. Like, what are these next steps? And should I even go that way? Like, I probably not. I should probably just let the story like wash over me. Mm-hmm. But I have that problem where I'm just like. But I kind of want to try to feel out what I think might happen. And I don't know. We've been talking about this for several issues, wondering how it will end. And I think that now we're in that, like, zone where I'm just like, okay, what's about to happen? How how is everything about to play out? Like, who's dealing the cards and who's, like, playing their hand without, like, showing it very, like, you know, poker-faced? Poker face. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the thing that makes it so nerve-wracking, I guess, in a way, is, like, all the pieces are, like, all, there's hints as to what's going on, and you have, you know, like, what's mm-hmm. going on, but with Marcus especially, you you can't ever know what's going on with him, because he does what he wants to do, yeah. despite what he's being told to what to do. Yeah, and I don't know, for me, too, it's just, like, it's like pitting my two favorite characters in a very like interesting space where it's just like they're reconnecting and learning about each other again but it's also just like who who's gonna stab someone who's gonna stab who in the back and how is it gonna happen like how is this gonna work and I don't I guess I just don't want to see bad things for either of them even though I do absolutely you know how I feel about Marcus like I love him I love to hate him he's like probably you know or something Rick Remender does really well about writing like main characters that are just like really really dislike dislikable or you're just like fuck you man I hope the worst for you right you know I I love him too and I definitely feel that way about him but I would be a little broken if he ended up dying. Yeah, like I, yeah, I a huge just, bummer for yeah, sure. Yeah, I'd be like, we've been with him since he was a tiny child, and I don't feel like he deserves any sort of redemption at this point. I think he's like far beyond it. But yeah. it would be cool. It'd be really cool to see something like that for a piece of shit like him. But I guess we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll continue talking about yeah. this as we go. Once we get closer to the end, like the issue before, we got to solidify that bet and see which way it goes. Yeah, true, true. Because we just don't know at this point. Does does he live or die? It's a (laughs) 50-50. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I have this book called Hotel. Um, This is volume two. This one is five issues this time. I thought last it was, one was four. yeah, the last one was four issues. So it's like a, a horror anthology about this hotel that people go to, obviously, and terrible things happen to them. Um, this first story is about a family that's kind of, I don't want to say on the run necessarily, but they, they left everything behind to try to find their place in the world because the dad had some plans that fell through 
they had to leave their home very suddenly. So they end up at this hotel and they all start to go a little crazy. So it's, I really, really like these. I did the, the volume one, they were all intertwined in some way. Like mm-hmm. uh, in the first one, yeah, you got, you had other characters that were introduced in like later issues and stuff, but this one didn't really have anyone else in it. So I'm curious to see how they're going to connect all the stories yeah. other than the hotel itself. It's, again, it's just like a quick little horror story. Um, it was horrifying. Like some of the parts were actually made me a little uncomfortable. Hmm. Um, but not for like, I don't know, like the, the kid is allergic to peanuts. And at one point she just like, oh, fuck you, dad. And just eats a whole bunch of peanuts in front of him. So just stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like, oh my God, what is wrong with this kid? Very uncomfortable. But overall, I did really, really enjoy it. Uh, I, all of the AWA horrors that I've, well, a majority of them anyway, yeah. that I've read, I have really enjoyed them quite a bit. Uh, I, I especially loved the art in this, and I don't know why. There's nothing, like, really spectacular. I think it might be just, I don't know, the colors along with the art. But I just, I really enjoyed this series, so, or this issue. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy the series, but we'll figure <laughs> it out. Okay, uh, I have next The King of Spies. This is issue number one. This is a Mark Miller book with uh, Matteo Scalera doing the art, which is basically why I picked this up, because I really, really like his art. This story was just, like, so ludicrous. It was just, like, very, I guess, Mark Miller-esque. Yeah. And just, like, a lot of ridiculous action stuff happening in the first issue, and just about this spy who finds out he has cancer, and it's just like, okay, I'm gonna go do, you know... One last spy stuff. One more spy. One more spy. <laughs> Don't worry about it. So. I'm really bummed out because I swear I special ordered that first issue. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I didn't get it. And that was the only reason when we were talking about, like, picks of the week, why I picked that was because I was like, oh, cool. Like, I, I'm excited to check that out. Yeah. And then when I went to go read it yesterday, we didn't even have any more copies. I mean, you can read this one. Here, I'll give it to you. Okay. There you go. Oh, good. Okay, thank you. Because yeah, no I was very interested in this. I thought it would be a lot of fun because I also like Matteo Scalero. Oh, that looks great. Oh, he looks great. That mustache, dude. Yeah, no, the art's good. Yeah. The art's good. The story is just like, I don't know, like I said, it's just Mark Miller. So it, yeah. it, Pretty it's wild. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> just like, okay, I get it. Action and shit. And I love that stuff. Yeah. Um, I'm going to just keep going. This is Dirtbag Rapture. This is issue number three. Um, oh, God, I'm just fucking up my book. Welcome to my life. Um, I don't know how I did that. Anyway, this book is just wild. I really, really like it a lot. I like the art so much. The art and colors are probably mm-hmm. my favorite part. But um, God, I, now I can't remember the main character's name. She is like being, you know, she sees ghosts and shit, takes them to places, finds out she's been part of this whole like war between good and evil or so they say. And right at this point, good and evil are trying to, like, tug her either way. There's a war. There is a war, and she's in the middle, and she's also just, like, (laughs) you know, really just loves drugs. She's a very terrible person, right? Like, that's what you had been saying. Yeah, like, I don't say, I wouldn't say she's, like, terrible. I'd say she's not, like, doesn't make the most logical of choices. Okay. A little, um... It's like a wild card, if you will. Okay. Yes, I will. 
that that's makes like, sense. That's like the only way to describe it, I think. So I just like, I don't think she's bad because there's nothing inherently bad about like doing drugs. Right. I just think it's just, yeah, she's just not the smartest. Not the smartest. Okay. And she's kind of lets like that sort of like the drugs and stuff override the logical decisions that could be made. That's fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Are you gonna keep reading it? Like, do you like it enough that you're going? to Yeah, no, it, with it's it? on, it's on my profile. I think it's only like five issues. Like, it's not very long. That's not bad. Yeah, so I'm excited to see where it goes and yeah. how it ends. It's been fun so far. And again, the art is great. Yeah. Okay, so then this is emotional data. This is a test tube sugar baby. Yeah, this is a weird little silver sprocket book. Yeah. And just a bunch of little mini mini comics, basically. It's a it's a weird one. Yeah. I, I really liked it, but it was also, yeah, just very, very strange. It's a little hard to read because it's all hand written. Yeah. Like all, all of the, the dialogue and stuff is written. And so sometimes it gets like really teeny tiny and small. And I had I that's why I had a difficult time with it because I kept having to do this yeah. to like see what was happening. But I do love Abby Jame. Jame. I I don't know how to pronounce that last name. Jamie? Jam? Jam. 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 Abby Jam. Um, I do every book that I have read of theirs, I I absolutely just love because they're so silly, but for some reason, Mm -hmm. like, a little relatable, even though I am not anything like these characters. Yeah. At least I like to think that I might be a test tube sugar baby, but I don't know. (laughs) Let Um, us know. If you know, let us know. Yeah. Send us an email. Please. Talk I, comics I to, to me, 666 at gmail.com. But yeah, they're they're very fun. Um, the art is really unique and like cute, and the colors are just really good. I, yeah, yeah, I really enjoy all the books that I've read of theirs, so it's very interesting and weird. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. This is the last session. This is issue number one. This is a cute little Mad Cave book, and... Uh, who does this? Uh, Jasmine Walls writes it. Dozer Draws is the artist. And Micah Myers does the letters. Um, and I really liked this more than I thought I was going to, honestly. I did too! I know I special ordered the second one, but I'll probably just add this to my profile. So this is just about a group of old, I guess, high school friends? Yeah. Like, high school friends coming together to finish their, uh, campaign that they had started in high school. And one of their girlfriends decides to join, and she's a little, like, excited. Yeah, a little excited and, like, not very experienced. Yeah. Um, I really, like, yeah, it was just a lot of fun. It just reminded me of playing D&D, which I, I miss every once in a while. But I, I liked how it also, like, flipped back and forth between, mm-hmm. the, like, the real world and then, like, the game they're playing and their characters. I thought that was a really cute, like idea and interesting thing to add in there yeah the art i love the art yeah the art is so good i don't know what made me order this originally i know that i had special ordered the first one and then before this even came out i was like "Eh, you know what i'm just gonna add it yeah like i might as well just add it because it's not very many issues but i'm glad that i did because this it's so cute yeah no it is so cute i can't remember why i added it either i think i just thought it sounded like an interesting like kind of fun idea so i was like sure fuck it let's do it not something i would normally i mean it is something i would normally read but like not i guess the art yeah the art i don't really read 
books with this type of art and I, I just I did it I just went for it I was yeah. a bit of a wild card this time it was a wild card <laughs> uh while you talk about Batman I'm gonna stir that soup really oh, fast yeah, okay. okay so I have this Batman 2021 annual um this concludes uh the story on ghost maker which i am not honestly too familiar with because i jumped onto batman a little late in the game after he had already been introduced and all that kind of stuff so again i was just not very familiar with him but i i really loved this this issue um tynan does this one as well and i know i had said that the uh, Omega was one of the last ones that he did, but I, this is also one of the last ones, apparently. <laughs> um, but the art in this is absolutely out of control in a good way. I loved it so, so much. But this is just a ghost maker telling Batman a story from why he is the way he is. Like, I don't know. It was very, very interesting. I, I liked that he kind of exaggerates everything that happened to him when he was little and he is just very dramatic and i love him so yeah this it was very a lot of fun a lot of fun the art again i i could go on about the art forever because i was shocked yeah at like how different it was because at first i was very unsure i was like i don't know if i like that because some of the faces were a little strange but then when it gets to like the action and all the fighting and stuff i was like yeah okay this is (laughs) this is worth it this is incredible so Batman and Batman. Batman, the Ghost Maker saga concludes. So, all right. I think if you if you've been reading Batman, especially pick it up because it's a, a nice little conclusion to it. All right. I just realized one of these books was from last week, so I just mm-hmm. slipped it on out. Um, so right now, I have the Human Target. This is issue number two. I'm not really going to talk much about this book because I. This isn't for me, and that's fine. The art is really cool. Basically, the human target man is hanging out with a lady named Ice, trying to figure out who killed him, and you know, twisting, twisting turns and stuff. It's like a spy book, right? Yeah. Okay. Kinda. I can't. Oh, what what was the thing with him? Like, what's his shtick? I can't remember now. Okay. I, I'm, See, not, I can't I'm not being either. a good comic book nerd, but I, I know can't that. Remember. Well, I know that we had talked about it the first yeah. issue, but that was when it was still fresh in your I mind. I mean, right now, like... well, and right now, like his job is he's like he stands in for other people if they for like when they get assassinated. Okay, so like he right. was standing in for Lex Luthor. They tried to poison, like somebody tried to poison Lex Luthor, poisoned him, and now he has like I don't know seven days, twelve days, something like that to live, and so he has to figure out who. Who murdered him in that amount of time? Did he get a phone call about it? I've, I'm sure he did. I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's not bad. It's just not that great. And I don't, I don't care. Like I said, the art, the art and the art and colors are really good, but the story is just like I don't, I don't want to. Is it just like a classic Tom King murder mystery? Yeah, it kind of. That's like how it felt, especially in the beginning. It's just like, dude, okay, I get. So man drinks poison. You're trying to figure out your murder in the. And spoilers, I'm going to just spoil this issue right now. Do it, do it, do it. Uh, he, like, hangs out with this lady all day, and they're trying to figure out who it can be, and he, at the end, is basically, like, it's her. Like, he's like, it's 
the woman who he's been hanging out with all day who's like, oh, I'll help you solve this murder. Oh, shit. It's her. So I, I don't know. Or at least he thinks it's her. So it's one of those things where it's just like, Is uh, the story over? <laughs> it is for me. Just like, that's the ending. Good. <laughs> done. Don't need any more. I figured out the mystery. <laughs> We're done here. That's that's all I needed. I don't want I don't want it anymore. So yeah, it's it's fine. I'm sure somebody would like it, but it's just definitely not my gig. But again, it's not my bag. Art, baby. It's not my bag, baby. <laughs> the art is so good though. Yeah, the art is so good. The art is really, really good. So once again, like it's art. <laughs> once again a Tom King feature. Just like uh, story might be mediocre to not good at all. Art will just be like, hell yeah, dude. Thank A-plus. you. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, at least they, yeah, he's got that's that going like, for it's him. It's a fucking trick, though. It's like, how can I trick you into reading a book? And that's like, oh, I got your number. Can Sorry, I just like, in my head, his, I just his, fast forward his like creator, five years. His and, like, creator own book that's going to come out is going to be like some fucking detective nor book. <laughs> I can't believe you just said that right in my face. God damn it. Um, I was just thinking about how um, betrayed I would feel if, like, Dan Mora did stuff. Oh, my God. I would lose my mind. But if it was the worst story ever written. It would be another mystery. And then it's just drawn by Dan Mora. Uh, I wouldn't even read any of the story. I would just, like, like, it's like when I read uh, Silver Surfer Black. Like the art in Silver Surfer Black was ba- like that trad more Donnie. Oh Hates right, book. I was like I was trying That's, to think of who did the art in that one. Yeah, but that yeah, makes that, sense. That book was like it just looked fucking insane. Loved the way that just like could have just not read any of the words. If I ever go back and like look at that book, I will never read any. I of the love words. books like that, honestly. Like just I'll look at it. It's cool. There was that one uh, Conan book by Asad Ribic where there were literally no, no words. words. Like that, I'm that sure they could have Yeah, they could have added words to it and I would have liked it just as much. But the fact that like it was just showcasing his talent. Beautiful. Yeah, that was that book was great. Yeah. Just like that one uh Russell Dodderman giant size X Men book. Oh right. The Jean Grey mm-hmm. and Storm. Storm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So good. So I mean some of my, I think all of my favorite artists need to just show, have a book just showcasing their art. Yeah, don't don't work with Tom King. Don't make us buy those books. Okay, don't do we it. Gotta, gotta move on. Yes. That's rude. Uh, this is Batman Detective. Uh, this is an annual. There were a lot of annuals this yeah. week. This is a prelude to Shadows of the Bat and basically deals with Nightwing dealing with the fact that there needs to be more mentai. Mentai. Mentais. Mental health. Options, assist yeah. options, accessibility yes. within Gotham to truly do anything about crime. That's basically it. So. Yeah, it was it was really surprisingly good. Yeah, it, it had a really good message, and I uh, just wanted to push Batman out a window for a little <laughs> bit for just I should just be surprised. Yeah, yeah, by some of the things that he said. It's but by I being a cop, love this page. I just like that he's doing his little yeah. acrobats. I thought that was very cute. Um, Overall, I would say... I don't know. This is probably my favorite issue of the detective that, like, that she's done, yeah. honestly. I was going to say probably like five bags of popcorn. Yeah, it was really on this one. It was really interesting. I really liked the back and forth through time. And I did... I, I do think it's an interesting idea to explore in the Batman world as long as you're doing it. If you're doing it in a way that's like... That makes sense, I suppose. Mm-hmm. 
Like it's, I think it's also something hard to, you know, we've had this conversation before. It's just like hard to do without it being like, okay. Right. Um, I do have to say one thing. I was artistically and creatively inspired by these bone wings in here. Yeah. I just like how they're made of like fried chicken bones. Fried chicken bones. I know. It's so simple. (laughs) Like why didn't I think about that sooner? Like. Anyway, if you see me outside with a pair of bone bat wings, don't say anything to me, please. <laughs> uh, okay, you ready? Next. So we now have Gotham City Villains. I got, this is the main cover. I did end up getting that too because I just, I do really like it. Heather got me this Wes Craig cover. It's Wes Craig. We got Dan Mora and... And this is Frank Quietly. Frank Quietly. So there are several <laughs> other issues, but I was not about to spend... Like friggin' eleven dollars for each one, considering I spent eleven dollars on three of them. I guess I thought this was a nine nine eight nine. I did too. I did too. Um, but yes, it, I definitely recommend you picking it up if you have not already, because it's just I've only read the first story, but it's Danny DeVito, my friends. Like, <laughs> why wouldn't you get it? Yeah, um, I love the Danny DeVito story. That first, like, it's the very first story mm-hmm. in this. But I do, like, I think every story was really, really good. I don't think there's one in here that I did not enjoy. And the art in every single one was really, really great. Yeah. Um, I honestly think my favorite would, like, I love the Wes Craig story quite a bit because I love his art, too. Mm-hmm. But the Emma Rios, um, I think it's G. Willow Wilson who does it with the writing on that. The Poison Ivy story is so fucking good. Um, and then I guess it's actually leading into a story they're doing called Poison Ivy's Story. Like, I oh, mean, cute. it says Poison Ivy's Story Blooms in 2022, so. Oh my god, I didn't even see this one. I, yeah, again, I've only made, <laughs> I only read the first story just because it, I, I dealt with, uh, the last couple of weeks have been pretty wild yeah. for me, and I just needed to close my eyes for a while. But, yeah, this story, Philip Kennedy Johnson and Ricardo Frederici, like, that's yeah, no, that, sick. And that story was pretty good. Like yeah. I said, I liked every every single one in here was, like, really good and, like, fair, not, like, dense, but had a lot of, like, story to it. Right. So I had, I, for $11, like, I do think it's a little steep, but there is so much, like, in there. There's, like, ten, like, not ten stories, at least, like, eight there's, stories. Yeah, there's quite a bit, and they're all as far as I know, like, leading into other series that are going to be happening, right? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah. yeah, There's eight stories. Besides, I think, like, the Danny DeVito one does not. But yeah, yeah, most most of the other ones do. I just... I love villains, so... That that was honestly the main reason why I picked this up, because I was like, okay, like, DC villains, I've always just... I think they're really Mm -hmm. cool. I, I like them all for the most part. And of course Danny but Danny Dan Mora and Tamara just yes. all on a book like yes. they're all on a story it was really great it's very solid um but yeah, yeah. again uh, Gotham City Villains the anniversary giant yeah definitely pick it up mm-hmm. definitely worth it like a hundred percent um okay so I have more books <laughs> more books um I have Daredevil this is issue number 36 this is leading into the Devil's Reign storyline um, that was a butt. I just saw a butt. Yeah, there was a butt in here. Wilson. Oh. <laughs> Wilson Fisk gets married to Typhoid Mary, and they're on a little honeymoon, and he finds some old paperwork, which is real bad, because he hid some paperwork from before when everybody, like, 
new Daredevil's identity, which their minds all got erased. I don't know about what happened there. Um, you know, some some superhero stuff happened. Minds got erased. He came back and nobody knew who he was. And Wilson Fisk found his paperwork t- saying that, like, that's the identity of Daredevil. So, Okay, so <laughs> I'm glad that you summed up what that issue was about because yesterday I had a guy come into the shop mm-hmm. and he, like, slammed it down on the counter and was like, if I pick this one up here and start reading it from here, am I going to be confused? And I was like, yeah. It's 36 issues in. Yeah, of course I, you're going to be confused. Oh, yeah, for sure, because then it's like... I. I mean, I guess it fills in the blanks, kind of, because it talks about all the stuff that happened in the previous issues where he's in prison and finds out about, like, the the weird science, science experiments going on. Right. And then it just, like, goes on from there. Like, so it's after all of that stuff. So I suppose, like... But then you're going to be like, why is Wilson Fisk marrying Typhoid Mary? What's happening yeah. here? But I, I don't know. Like, yes There's... and no. I don't I don't know. I just feel like, wouldn't it make more sense to just... Is that the beginning of a new story arc? This is the end of The end of This one. is okay, the very okay. end of a story okay. arc. Yeah, this is the last yeah. issue. I mean, I'm... if you were going to start anywhere, like at least the beginning of that arc. Yeah, yeah. But I just... I. I was confused by yeah, that no, definitely. question in general. Yes. I was like, what? I, I suppose you could do it, but I feel like you'd want some like knowledge on Daredevil at least, yeah, I suppose. But I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if you... I'm sure you could pick it up from the Devil's Reign story arc and all of that shit yeah. that's happening. But It just it felt like, I don't know, going to see a Christopher Nolan movie and only watching the last five minutes. <laughs> That's not a terribly wrong way to put that. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep moving. Yes. Um, so this is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. This is issue number thirty-two. <laughs> I think I said I wouldn't talk about this, so I'm not. Um, it did get canceled. So issue number thirty-four is the last issue, and next week starts the last Slayer little mini series, and that's that's that. We're almost done, and friends. We're, all, we're almost we're done. We're almost done, and I. I just, I don't think I can ever, like, give the advice to tell people, like, you shouldn't pick up books through, like, too far with me doing this. It's basically, like, Outcast all over again, but way worse. At least you have the knowledge, though. You can be like, no, trust me, don't read this book. Okay. We're moving on. We're doing it. We have Dark Blood. This is issue number five of six. Um, This is really just getting to the conclusion Mm -hmm. of the story. You find out, like exactly what is happening what it's doing to him and how he's going to be fixing the situation yeah as 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 he can yes yes he's angry yeah understandably so though absolutely i would be furious but yeah no this book is really really good good. yeah i like the way it's developed i love i love the art i think that's like a huge Mm -hmm. like point about this book that i love but it is also just like a really interesting story and i like I like the back and forth through time and like seeing him like with his family and even him in the war and like how, what he went through there and how that's like affected where he's at now. I, I was going to say that as well, like the the art back and forth mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just I love in this particular issue, it uh, it shows how he first discovered this variation that he has, and I thought that was uh, very exciting because mm-hmm. I, I would have reacted the same way. <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing. Yeah. 
So I just, it was, it was just very uh, fun. And I'm going to stop saying fun. It was very it was nice to see. It was something we read. Yeah. Uh, okay. Are you ready? Yeah. So now this is Months in Future. This is issue number 22. And our team of monster hunters is on the look for some weapons. Mm-hmm. They find a secret little cache. Is that what you say? Cache? Cache. A cache. Um, cache. I pronounce things weird yeah, like I that. Know. Like, yeah. I have no room to judge you. I Well, I was just thinking it was funny because I say Q as Queewee sometimes because <laughs> I think it's really funny. But anyway, um, yeah, they find... The, the weapons that they need, things are moving along. Merlin's a piece of shit, you know. Yeah, just once in future stuff. Yeah. It continues to be a book that's, like, great every single read. Of course, the art and the colors of every book are just, like, Beautiful. insane. I don't understand how it happens every time I open it. I'm just like, oh, fuck, yes. It's Like, shocking. you just look so, everything looks yeah. so good. And the story's so great. Like, how are you guys doing this? It's rude. I know. I, honestly, it is. It's very rude. It's very. I, I'm like offended every time I open that book. I can't believe it. Well, it's just like something. Yeah, it's so cool too. Oh, it's so good. Such a good book. I yeah. I recommend every, it to every single person. That's it. I, I don't think it's hard to like. I don't think anybody would enjoy the not enjoy this. Even if it's like you don't even have to know about any of these stories to be There's like. There's something is in it for yeah. everyone. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, this is Hellboy. This is the Bones of Giants. The Boners of Giants. That's the Norse book, right? The number two. Yeah, yeah. Um, just some Hellboy stuff. With uh, He's got Molnir and it's attached to him. And they're now, right now, he's having like flashbacks of like Thor and Thor's life. And I love that for him. Yeah. He's probably having a great time. <laughs> it doesn't seem like he is, but yes. Uh, I really, I've, I don't know. I like Hellboy. I got that first compendium a while back. I just haven't really like had time to go back and read through it. I've read a few of the issues, and I don't know. It's one of those things that you can just kind of like pick up and read, like one of those story arcs. Right. It's like willy nilly. Yeah, little yeah. tiny stories. So yeah, just fun, fun Hellboy stuff. Nice and fun. Yeah, I just wanted to go down that road, see how it was. I I like it. Good. I've only read, I think, like one complete. Hellboy story mm. and it's that one that uh, Drew let me borrow the trade for and then just like gave it to me I can't remember which one it is now um, in Mexico I think Hellboy in Mexico I don't know I'll, I'll look but it was really good I really enjoyed it so yeah I think all of those stories are just a good time yeah okay so this is Department of Truth this is number 14 this is another little flashback issue I'm yes. sorry I just I, no I love that actually that was uh, a lot of fun for me I'm gonna I'm gonna first start by saying the art in this is fucking so good and my favorite part of the art is when he shaves his head and yep. shaves his eyebrows and just like the way he looks in his whole out- yep. outfit is that panel was and, my absolute favorite and, and by him I mean Lee Harvey Oswald yeah. sorry my bad just saying words yeah no Lee Harvey Oswald shaves his eyebrows off and it's uh, really funny and honestly that inspired me a little bit too I, I almost did that to myself <laughs> damn it dude I'm gonna come into you're gonna come into work without eyebrows and I'm really like, oh, yeah, I respect you and your decisions. Well, you I can't do it now because I finally grew a gray hair. Oh, okay. I've been trying for years to have any sort of gray hair and I finally grew one and it's in my eyebrow of all places. <laughs> so I'm not gonna do it. But this is a little flashback on how Hawk kinda came to be. Mm-hmm. Um and it of course explains 
Lee Harvey Oswald's role within the Department of Truth a little more clearly. So, wonderful. We love conspiracy theories. Yeah, I... It's just like Once in Future, this book hits every single issue in a different, a completely different way, mm-hmm. but it's always just like, every issue is so fucking good where I'm just like excited to read it. Even if I keep it towards like last, I'm just like, hell yeah, brother. Like I'm about to get be- into this book. Yeah. Like I'm going to have a great time. And it just, every time I talk about it to other people, like I always mention the X-Files, even though I'm just like, I know this is a terrible way to describe this, but it's one of the few ways to describe it without like it like hitting without ruining it right because it's just like like think about the x-files but then take it like farther you know like take it farther make it darker and like fuck people up (laughs) you know and it's just like every issue is so good and when this came around to the end and i finished it i was just like what the fuck dude like that is so good yeah, I do. I know we have talked about this many, many times, but I just love that they take conspiracy theories and they're just like, but what if it was real? As yeah. If my paranoid ass needed anything <laughs> like that. So yeah, it's something I, I do recommend, like quite honestly, all the time to people and especially when they come to me with like, what do you suggest horror wise to read? And, you know, I have so much in my like horror regimen of books, but this is probably like up there like number one if not number two on like horror books I'm Mm -hmm. just like the way it is horror we've talked about this before is yeah just like it gets under your skin and it makes your skin crawl right it's not typical horror but it's horrifying yeah so it's like one of those books where it also like like freaks me out like and I think that's a legitimate thing about this book is it just like it freaks me out sometimes and I don't I finish it. I'm like, I don't like that. Yeah, well, that makes me. Very yeah, <laughs> but then it's like mm-hmm. it's also really good in that way too. So I did want them to go more into Ruby Ridge. Yeah, you remember how excited I was about I that? Maybe uh, they will. Maybe yeah, they'll okay. get back to it because they just kind of like touched on it mm-hmm. a minute. So they have to. Okay. They have to. <laughs> uh, next, we have X Men: Trial of Magneto. I honestly don't have a lot of say, lot to say about this book. I don't zero really things to say about this. I book. don't really like it. The arts, arts okay colors are kind of flat personally but i just don't understand i just don't get it but yeah it the story definitely lacks something i don't know exactly what what it is that it lacks but it is something where it's just like it doesn't it doesn't fulfill me when i am watching it at all Mm -mm. i think it's or watching it reading it (laughs) i think it's lacking north star i think it just needs more north star to be honest I don't know if that I would just fix it. No, it won't. But I'm because he was like the main focus of like the last issue too. Yeah, I don't know. I just want more. Yeah, it's just I was excited to read it and then it was just kind of like mm. I and I think like I suppose that's been across the line with most X books for me. So it's mm-hmm. just like I have taken a lot off of my poll of X books, but this one doesn't have very many. Yeah, left, I, I'll just so. finish this out. But yeah, not not not, not really into it. it. Yeah. Okay, so last we have Wonder Woman Historia. This is the first part of this little story. Um, this book is like a four years in the making. Mm-hmm. I've been super hyped. I remember the day that Kelly Sue DeConnick had posted about it because I put it on Instagram because I was like, fuck yeah, I'm getting this book. Can't wait. And worth then, the wait. And then waited and waited. But yeah, 100% worth the wait. Like, as you, like, read this book and flip through this book, 
Um, I definitely suggest taking your time because it is an incredibly dense book. Like the story is just... It's a lot to see, a lot yeah. to read, a lot to take in, it's a almost, lot of lore and history. Yeah. And it's just it's, it's almost a sensory overload. Yeah. Like I think I said to you, it's just like there's a lot going on, but it's just so gorgeous and the flow is beautiful and I I cannot say like enough good things about it. I think it is like if nothing else worth picking up and looking mm-hmm. at because it is just like breathtaking in some instances where you're just like how how does it look so good and how is this story so interesting the colors are just so mm, mm, so so good yeah it's it's absolutely incredible um the whole origin Mm -hmm. so yeah this is basically just a look on how the amazons came to be and how I assume in the future Wonder Woman yeah. came to be on here and I I don't know I like how I described it where Hera and all the goddesses were like yo Zeus men bad we gotta do something no men this is Zeus and God gods were like mm, mm-hmm. I don't I don't like I don't think so I think you're wrong I do love I am gonna put this in here for just a quick little sec how Hades was not included in any of those men. You know why? Because he is not garbage. <laughs> I just want to put that in. I just need the uh, world to hear. There's a reason why he was not in this book. Yeah, I, I'm excited for the second part in the spring. I know I'll have to go back and reread part one. But yeah, definitely 100% worth the wait. Um, definitely a book that I would suggest anyone to pick up because I don't think... I don't think you have to be a... You definitely don't have to be a Wonder Woman fan to pick this book up. I think you just have to, like, want to read something that's, like, full of lore, full of just gorgeous art, and just, like, I don't know, good story. Yeah. It's very, very well written Mm -hmm. and beautiful. Yeah, so Kelly Sue DeConnick and Phil Jimenez just murdering people. I think, yeah, hi-fi... There's a few different colorists. Hi-Fi, Arif Periano, and Romulo Fajardo. Fajardo? Romulo Fajardo? Yeah, we'll fuck that up, but yeah. yeah. You know, we both did, so it's fine. But yeah, those colors are also just not not playing around. They just no, like, they can't I be can't, kill. Like, I'm going to fuck you up. I'm just like, cool, dude, thanks. So yeah, um, that's it. Thanks for joining us. As always, mm-hmm. we're really glad. Um, you know, it's it's been a hard few weeks for I think both of us. A lot of weird, stressful stuff happening. So you know, just take care of your friends. Holidays are shitty. Everything's kind of shitty right now. Um, go support your local comic book stores. It's so incredibly important, please. Especially now. <laughs> yeah, please. especially now, please. Um, you know, take care of your friends, support your local libraries also right now, of course, please. And just be a decent human being, take care of one another. And we love you and we'll see you on the flippity flip.